0: in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athene. Gaming for Good, it's called, has raised more than 20 million dollars using his notoriety to raise money for charity on activism, science, culture, and self development. Proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. I want to ask you guys, by the way, something about Igor that is very fascinating. It happens in the chat all the time, and it baffles me. It scares me. It really scares me. And I see it all the time with almost everything. And I really wonder, I really, really wonder if people are aware of it. That they do it all the time. Non-stop. Okay. So I'm going to use you guys an article. Basically, there's an article. I'm just going to translate it. uh, It's been on the front page of a Belgian newspaper saying that Red Meat is going to come on the blacklist of the Wu organization. They predict that that's going to happen Monday, that's actually, by the way, a pretty big deal. Just like asbest and cigarettes. So basically, red meat is going to be on the list of things you should not eat. Just like, for example, refined sugar, because it causes cancer. Because it's just unhealthy. Which is really crazy that the woo would do that. I don't know if they're going to do that, but if they're going to do that Monday, it's going to be insane. Because the meat industry has been lobbying for years to avoid that from happening, even though the facts are there. But still, either way, the comments, because that's what I always read, the comments in the chat. When you look at um, the manifestation of stupidity, that's what it is. And I know when I even say that, right, the World Health Organization, which is a very big instance that takes care of what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat only comes up with certain advice when it's heavily backed up with evidence cancer research and such that there is still such a level of denial even though it's in their face I find that so fascinating and this is about red meat I'm not talking about everything else but I'm just talking about red meat I find that fascinating honestly I wouldn't be able to do that I have the inability to look at facts and just rant my way out of it I can't do that I don't know how that works. If there's strong facts in front of you, how can you look at that and then just warp it and shield it off? It's baffling. And when I read these comments of people, and I know that it's also happening with cigarettes. I know people, older people, that smoke. And when you say like, oh, smoking is bad, the first thing they say is like, yeah, everything is bad. Or the cars are also bad. We will die one day. What I find so fascinating is that so many people have the inability to think logically. So many people are so primitive. It's insane. It's scary. And I see that in whether it's about health or about immigration or about about anything, basically. And the thing is, what I find so crazy is if I would project myself, I would feel so stupid. I wouldn't even want to be like that. I wouldn't want to be that dumb. And yet so many people are like that. So impulsive and they don't think. You just don't think. Even though everything around you, your ability to, to drink, your ability to use your machine, your phone, everything is based on science and facts. You don't make a phone, like you don't make a structure like that, a structure machine like that without logic. You need logic for this. So on one end you have the stupidity of the humanity. That is baffling. And on the other hand, you have the amazing feats that humans can do. I find that really crazy to think about. And when I then read comments and the the level of denial, we all tend to have the arrogancy to think like, yeah, you understand populism. You understand mainstream, what's mainstream more accepted and stuff. But at the same time, we tend to see ourselves as the exception Why we're not the exception at all, I find it really baffling. That one video about vegetarianism, where they show how they slaughter the animals, that is very cruel. There was a guy in the comments that said, well, this is a really strong reason for people to understand why people go vegetarian. And then there was a response that's like, you go die in hell. You see something really, really harsh. You feel very bad, Right then there's someone commenting really strongly to show like, hey, first reaction is not question your lifestyle. It's go like, go now. And the thing is that that is what it happens most of the time. When there is strong emotions correlated, people tend to have the tendency to react in favor of their habits. And that's why I'm doing real talk. And it's not just about vegetarianism, just in general. I just find it baffling that people can go through life and have no issues that they're unable to think structured and rational. But then again, maybe their impulsivity, even the way it's being treated when it's being addressed is also impulsively. Maybe people are just fully impulsive beings, but then I think they also have the ability to think straight and rational, right? Maybe it's a lack of awareness, I don't know. Maybe there's quite a big distance. It's very hard for me to identify with it. I do see it still as a reality, I see people, I know they're impulsive, I don't even try to talk to them, I just shut the fuck up, but during real talk I'm just honest, I'm just explaining the things that I think about and and I find that so baffling that, yeah, I don't really understand how people can just have no issues with being a little impulsive bag of emotions that doesn't use their ability of what makes them different than animals or whatever. We're so primitive. The way that I understand it, the way that I can identify with it is we're just still monkeys. My idea of humans is too advanced. We're still monkeys. That's the only way I can actually wrap my head around the stupidity of the planet and what we can do. It's like, okay, yeah, we're still monkeys. Like it took billions of years of evolution for monkeys and we just evolved from monkeys. So, of course, it takes a while to evolve away from that. Our lifespan is really so small on the evolutionary calendar. So, yeah, we're just monkeys. That's the only way I can really, really wrap my head around what happens in Auschwitz or the billions of genocide daily with animals. It's the only way I can wrap my head around it is to see ourselves as monkeys. Host teaser says a teen. I haven't watched the vid you linked, but I will check it out. I just wanted to know what you think about hunting for your own meat. I don't eat that much meat, but the meat that I eat is meat that me and my father hunted ourselves. We do everything really organically, disposing of the parts you don't need, and I just wanted your thoughts on it. It's a bit complicated because, I mean, you have, what is it, population control of animals in certain places, so you can make an argument for that, that if there is no population control things can go south. You could almost say the same for humans. And that's where it gets morally a bit gray area. Because, of course, population control for humans is just crazy. You do that consciously. How can you do it for animals? Can you do it more humane, sterilize them, whatever? Because they don't, they don't have the same insight as humans, of course. But like, just going and killing animals is something that, unless it's for survival, it's hard for me to... To find that morally a good thing to do, Kroganos says animal welfare is the worst argument for vegetarianism. The moral reason for me is the strongest one, if not the the main one, is the moral one. The health benefits, like, honestly, nobody cares about health. People just go and eat shit all the time. Like, health benefits when people bring up, like, oh, health, and that's just bullshit. You know, your pizzas or whatever, like they they talk about health while they smoke or drink alcohol. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Like confirmation bias. People love to use the arguments that speak for them. So the health arguments forget about that. The world one, the economical one, forget about that one either. People don't have a global awareness. I don't even see that as a real argument for myself. Of course, these arguments also add up, but to me, it's mainly the moral one. Because animals are not even that much different than us. If you understand neuroscience, you understand how the brain works, their brain is not that different than ours. An adult pig has a more advanced brain than a one or a two year old. I think the moral one is the only one, for me at least. Yeah, why don't I kill people? The reason why I don't kill people is not because it's against the law. It's because of a moral reason. I mean, if you can kill someone and you become a millionaire, why wouldn't you do it if you don't get caught? Maybe some people won't have issues with that. The moral argument is the strongest one. Thrusty says It's morally wrong to kill humans because every society in the world says that it's morally wrong. Eating meat is not the same thing. Because everybody says it, then it's fine. Slavery was fine hundred years ago. I mean, rape was fine a thousand years ago. Abusing children was fine a thousand years ago. That's not an argument and even that is not fully accurate. A lot of people see killing meat also as immoral. I do. Torcio says, yes, exactly. Morals change. There is no objective morality. Yes, indeed. There is no objective morality. I agree with that. Then you can say like, yeah, but why is the moral reason the strongest one? Because the morals that I have are rationally defined. You might say, what do you mean with that? I base myself on, on science and on us evolving as humans, being able to be here. Why do I care about other people? Because I have an empathic part of my brain that is there because it allowed us to survive as a species on the planet. Our ability to take care of nature and other living organisms is part of why we're here. If we didn't have the ability to care and we would be selfish or whatever, we wouldn't live right now. We wouldn't exist. So when I look about morals, the way I see them, is it's more than just a feeling. It's based on science and facts. But of course, these science and these facts can change. And then the morals change. So there is no such a thing as absolutes. There is no such a thing as objective absolutes. Neither for morals, neither for anything else. It just doesn't exist. So when you give criticism about morals, it applies to everything, not just morals. Lost children gaming, says a teen, isn't the best step to stop animal getting killed and abused going vegan. And you, it's your view on leather, animal testing and so on. I don't wear any leather. I don't buy products that are tested on animals. I don't mind animal testing when it's for medication, when it's needed. I also don't mind leather people living in terrible countries, but we don't really need it. Lead28, Athene, my mother bought me leather gloves. Would you wear them or buy new ones? That's actually a good question. I never buy shoes and I use shoes from other people. And uh, I did get leather shoes from my father that he didn't wear. Do I wear them or not? I decide not to wear them because it might create a miscommunication when I walk around and whatever, people might see that as a giveaway. But myself, honestly, I don't mind. Of course, if your mother bought you leather gloves, you can just bring them back to the shop. Easy. But like, if it's second handed, I'm not so fanatic. I don't mind that. But the problem is that people do mind. When you're in a discussion about it, people go like, yeah, what about your leather shoes? They go like, yeah, they're second-handed, I got them from my father. Yeah, but you're still wearing them. They don't understand the complexity, so that's why I avoid it. It's pretty meta, but sometimes you got to be a step ahead from people that are very simple-minded. It's like politics. Nadex, where do you draw the line? Let's say, what is the difference between killing a boar or an insect in your point of view? An insect is a lot less bad than a boar because they don't have a brain that is evolved as a a pig. I mean, I'm not going to see an ant colony and start killing it all. I mean, I still respect life, but yeah. You don't know, sometimes you might walk outside and and walk on ants, but it's just important to be aware that there is definitely a difference. It's not black and white. Okay, we got here, Mr. Dr. Dick says, No chickens don't die when they lay eggs. They die in the coops where they lay them after years of abuse. He eats eggs, he kills chickens, he's a cunt. That's the last question I'm going to answer about vegetarianism... Because I know some people... And I do think you have a good point. You make a good point. But the problem with your rational thinking... Is if you apply it to all your behavior... Then uh, you become paralyzed. And you might say like... What are you saying? Like if I eat chicken eggs... And by the way I eat organic chicken eggs... And because of that... The male chickens get killed... Because you need the woman chicken... And therefore the male chicken needs to also come and hatch... And then the male chickens get killed... So therefore, eating eggs indirectly has the consequence of killing male chickens. And therefore, I'm killing male chickens. But the problem is that I try to be consistent in my actions. And when I'm consistent in my actions, I look at the consequences of my actions. And the consequences of me eating meat is killing animals. It's direct. The consequence of me eating eggs is indirectly leading to male chickens getting killed. So it's the consequences of the consequences of my actions that bring about killing male chickens. So now, if you want to be not hypocritical with the consequences of your consequences, it basically uh, spreads out to every single action in your life. You drive a car, you're killing people in Iraq because of the wars in Iraq that are supporting the oil. You eat even vegetables, you're killing entire habitats, leading on killing animals. So if you just try to be consistent in your actions with the the consequences of your actions, you basically can't do shit you have to live in a jungle and even then you can argue that by just being part of the system you can actually make sure that there is a lot less that your contribution bring about a lot less harm and therefore it's even better than just being in the jungle so if you want to really go to high ends to actually be uh, non-hypocritical the best way of doing that is putting your actions to try and act and contribute to the world and that's what i'm doing by those real types, by raising awareness, by raising money for charity. We reached already more than 2 million children as a group together with the gamers, and I try to inspire people directly. So I try to be as consistent and consequential as possible when it comes to eating eggs and the consequences of the consequences of eating eggs. If I apply that to all my behavior, I would rather avoid driving a car now and again that kills real people in Iraq as a consequence of war and justification for the oil than, for example, eggs. Because to me, a male chicken is still not as important as a human life. So I try to be consistent. That is my answer. I have quite good arguments for most of it and I've been talking about it a lot. But if you give me a good argument, I might change my opinion. It's important though. Like If you want to be consistent in your behavior, you have to draw a line. (laughs) Because I'm indirectly responsible for all the pain in the world. If you just look at physics, if you just look at physics, because that's what it is—it's action-reaction. If you drop this pen on the ground, you have an action—the moment it falls on the ground, you have a reaction of the ground. But that reaction and that action ripples, and that brings about other reactions and other reactions and other reactions. So I'm looking at my direct reactions. I'm looking at my action and seeing what is the direct reaction of it. But if you start looking at the reaction of the reaction, the reaction of the reaction, reaction, the best example I can give you is Wikipedia. Take a page and see how many pages you can go with clicking two links. You can almost browse the entire Wikipedia by clicking two links. While one link, you only get to the page. It's very important to be aware of that. With one link, you only have five pages. With two links, you literally have almost the entire Wikipedia. So that's why if you want to be consistent, you have to draw a line in terms of your behavior. And a lot of people don't see that because they don't live their life rationally. You have a lot of vegans that are extremely attached to the vegan identity while they're hypocrites when it comes down to all the other behavior they have. They're not consistent. And because they get a lot of identity of vegan, they come out and they wear it like a batch. That is not cool at all. Because if you're consistent, you'd rather take all that vegan lifestyle, put that energy into saving lives, and you'd be contributing to the human race rather than to chickens. You have to put things in context. I'm not saying, like, chickens are not important. I'm just saying, like, kids are more important. It's important to be consistent and consequent, but because people are not very structured and rational, I can give you a thousand arguments, but it's important where you draw the line. It's very important. This is important stuff, what I'm saying here. But if you give me a good argument, you will change my mind, and I might stop eating eggs. Easy. Dick said, said if you lack selfishness, you won't survive at least when natural selection was still around. It all has to do with evolving. You have a primitive part of the brain and a more rational part. If the primitive part of the brain is not fulfilled, it's like you call it the pyramid, then of course, like if I'm in a situation where I'm in the jungle, of course I'm going to start killing animals to survive. Or they even kill people if they threaten to kill me. Humanity and being humane is something that grows as you evolve as a human. It is a luxury to have, but that's what distinguishes us from more primitive beings. It's our ability to care and be able to grow and take care of each other, even the weaker. Tick Solid Tide says, yes, we evolved, but selfishness is still needed only to a lesser degree. Well, yeah, like you can't look at things completely black and white, but the degree to which we are selfish in an advanced society is very minimal because there is no need. Because everything is provided for. Of course when you take those things away you become more and more primitive and that's exactly the difference between being advanced or not. If you have quite some ignorance and you believe that you are an Arya or whatever and everybody else is a lesser being can easily go through life and like a barbarian and kill the lesser beings because you objectify them and you don't see them as humans or as equals. Depending on the situation you can have a a very, very crazy situation where people do really bad stuff and have no bad effects and live a very happy life. The problem is, though, it's all about what is the odds, what is in the bigger picture, where does this go, how does this grow. And when you start looking at it from a bigger picture, it's not even about the individual anymore. It's about putting it in a bigger context. And when you look at the individuals, of course, you have variants. You have some people that can be really good and still have a shitty life, and people that are very bad that can have a good life, in terms of how satisfied they feel in their life. But that doesn't mean that one or the other is right or wrong. It's only when you start putting it into society perspective, and you really zoom out, that you start seeing the implications. And the reason why people are so, you know, when they think, they don't think in perspective of society. They think in perspective of themselves. And the reason why they think in perspective of themselves is because that's how they grew up. That's what they learned to label themselves, to have an identity, to have an idea about the self. But the idea of the self is flawed. You yourself are more than just your idea about the self. Your environment is part of who you are from a neurological point of view, neuroscientific point of view. When you look, when you read, when you see things, it all takes place within your consciousness. There is nothing external. It's an interpretation. When you have an idea about yourself, you connect it to ideas and stories and whatever. It's all just a story. And when you start looking at the world for more what it is, if you even start looking at yourself for more what it is, then you see that it's more than just what you experience right now. It's more than that. What has brought about who you are and everything. So that is why when people think selfish, it's a very flawed concept to begin with. Because the self is wrongly defined. The self does not exist. The Self is just an ID. Trosteovo says, the self has to exist. How else could it affect the world? Things that don't exist can't affect physical reality. When I say the self," it's how you define the self. Your idea of the self doesn't exist. It's just an ID. It's a definition you give. For example, when you look at the movie, "The Matrix," and you see Neo," right in the movie. Neo does not exist. It's your interpretation of the frame on the screen. You interpret it and you draw a line, you see a persona, and you go like, oh, this is Neo. But if you look at it factual, you basically just have a screen with pixels and information that you interpret. Same applies to your brain. What you are is your neural activity and that also implies your environment and everything. Even me talking to you, you think, oh, this is happening external. No. The only reason why you can even hear me is because it takes place in your consciousness. Everything takes place in your consciousness. Nothing happens outside of it. Even your idea of things happening outside your consciousness is just an interpretation within your consciousness. And it's not because it's spiritual. It's just what you are relative to your reference frame. And in your situation, that's your consciousness. For me, that's my consciousness. So when you think about yourself within your consciousness, that's an idea within it. You draw a certain line and you think about your past and you go like, ah, but what you are... If you want to look at what you are more scientifically, you are the firing neurons at any given moment, without center. That's what you are. And that applies to your environment, to what you see, everything. One whole. And you start defining and labeling things to distinguish, to be able to live. And the idea of the self is very flawed. Because your environment is part of who you are. And when you distinct those two, that's when you start getting a lot of dizziness. It's almost like split personality. That's why so many people have so much issues. And the thing is, some people experience it when they're in an environment with other people. They really feel like they're not themselves anymore. Because the neurons that are responsible to trigger when other people are around them become more present in your consciousness, and therefore that's what you become. You can even do things you didn't even want to do afterwards. It's because the self is more than just what you experience to think what is the self. And that is why neuroscience... And insights in the brain is so important because it allows you to understand these dynamics. Subscribe to youtubecom wins, Watch the live stream at twitchtv athene live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.